Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Janita Stanton. We have Reginald Perriman and Shaka Williams. We are Tasari. This is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. So we're going to jump right in. And I guess the subject, I don't even like saying it over the mic and giving light, but Zillow. Yeah. So, everybody <laughs> talking about Zillow. Everybody. Like, like everybody. Even people that talk stocks, they talking about Zillow stock. Mm-hmm. It was like $90, then it was like $70, then it dropped down. I think it was like 50 something dollars. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. I need to go buy so it. So I, I, I don't brought, know. Wait I brought <laughs> puts on EXP and I was going to buy puts on Zillow. I had Zillow stock before it went up and I sold it. So sometime like being in real estate can help you, especially like companies that are in the real estate space, mm-hmm. you know, the inner workings mm-hmm. and what's going on. Mm-hmm. You like, okay, either I'm going to buy it, hold it, buy it and sell costs against it, or I'm going to buy some puts, right? So you can kind of predict what's going on, right? But um, you got to explain a little bit about those puts. Yeah, we got to bring Jason <laughs> on for that. But I said, put, Reggie, Reggie in here with all this stock talk. I'm just learning, but I'm <laughs> I'm not taking big enough. I'm not I'm not shooting big enough shots. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm consistently about a thousand a month that I'm making mm-hmm. off of calls and puts. Passive, right? My spirit so, stock up. Yeah. <laughs> I love my spirit stock. So like, and see, I. Like my, uh, I got American Airlines mm. and I just brought it and I hold it and I just keep selling cars against it. So I bring in money every month off of it. Cause somebody always, I might sell like a $24 or $25 car, mm. make a few bucks off of it. It never goes to $24 or $25, at least not nowadays. So you get to keep it. Instead, yeah. you, you, don't, you don't give it away. If they don't, if they don't call, call it, it's right. yours. When I brought it, it was $21, okay. right? So if they call me out at $24, I'm good, mm-hmm. right? But it's not my my favorite stock. I just liked it because how I ended up with it was I, um, I sold a put, right, a $21 put. I got paid. Now I was like, okay, this is pretty good. But it was a stock I didn't mind keeping, mm-hmm. right? So I sold a put, got paid. So another put got paid because they never they never put it to me in layman's terms, mm-hmm. right? They never said, okay, it went down to 18. I'm going to force you to buy it at 21, right? So that went on for a while. Then eventually it did go down. They put it to me at, at 21, but I had already collected some money. So I wasn't, I was still up. You didn't care. So now that I got it, I keep selling cars against mm-hmm. it. Right? You so got smart. You didn't learn like, the game. You yeah, so it's home. like making rent money. Yeah. The only thing that um, I haven't done, I haven't done it on a large scale. So I can make, I could take like forty or 50000 and make way more than I could on any, any rental property. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of your um, stock investors they be like, oh, it's better to be in the stock than real estate because they know that part of the game. Mm-hmm. But it's still riskier because, um, and this not including like the sophisticated people that do like spreads and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, the difference with real estate and a stock is I could wake up tomorrow, all my stocks can be down 40%. Correct. Mm-hmm. My house is, you're going to see that drop so many months in advance. And you're going to see it's going to be down 5%, 10%, 20%, 30%. Mm-hmm. 
six months later it might be down four percent in value you know what i'm saying you have so much time to get out of real estate versus the stock market which brings us to that's a great segue to the zillow right right so people are wondering now is is that what we're seeing <laughs> right are we seeing the beginning of the the uh, the bubble bursting yeah i, I mean yeah i guess yeah because that's what the question is like you know if zillow so I don't know where exactly Reggie wanted to go with the conversation, but since Shaka just brought it up, I know right. I've been thinking about um, this move that they're making where they're downsizing and they're selling all of their um, properties. They're no longer doing these fix and flips. Right. Or not fix and flips, but these flips. And um, they're, they're, what are they doing? They are getting rid of a quarter of their um, staff. Staff. Yep. So, which may what be does that a good mean? thing uh, for their stock. Because you get to cut your overhead and expenses. Because nobody said, who's to say they didn't overhire mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the first place, right? Or became more efficient. Exactly. Right away. Because every, all other companies started figuring out ways to leverage technology and have less staff, mm -hmm. right? So who's to say that's not the case? We don't know. So that may not be a bad sign. It's just but bad news. But I think news that what, what some people are to, wondering is... Okay, if the investors don't buy the packages the way they expect them to, the stuff that doesn't sell, what does it do to the market when it comes back on the market? Because it may not have been necessarily, you know, quality um, property. More like it, your, what what was going on during, you know, when, when the foreclosures and everything. So you're getting all these, like, outdated houses and things coming back onto the market. But this not that. They, I mean, even if they brought... I don't I don't know. I haven't seen the inventory they brought, but more than likely they're going to sell it to a large investor. Mm -hmm. I think. And even if they put it on the market, we're still in a a dominant seller's market. So there's still probably there's not 18 buyers per home, but there's probably still 3 or 4. Meaning so that there's not enough enough homes still. for the buyers. They'll still be able to sell it. Now, the thing is, if they're smart, they won't dump them all on a retail market at once. That that wouldn't be good for them. It'll be good for the market because it's enough. It, there's an absorption rate where it's enough buyers to buy that inventory that won't have a huge impact on the market. Right? So, um Zillow, I think Zillow just got in trouble. They just stepped into a lane. The timing was bad. Um, I mean, if you're you're putting it out there that you don't have to list your home with an agent, you can sell it to us the same way investors do. The thing with investors is I know Detroit. I know our local market, exactly. right? Exactly. Another investor or realtor or wholesaler knows their local market. Mm -hmm. Well, Zillow comes in, they buy this property, where are you finding a contract? It's based on, I don't, but they, and they're also buying it based on the algorithm versus. That's, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. But so he, here's the thing though. I think people misunderstood what Zillow, I think the bigger play wasn't necessarily the home. It's the data because yes. if, I control the inventory, I get more eyeballs. Zillow make their money off of agents. Yes. Buying leads. Zillow attracts buyers. Agents buy leads, which are buy mostly buyers. So if I'm a listing agent and I list my property on Zillow, 
and then Shaka buys a lead and he's getting all the leads from my property. Well, what happened if Zillow comes in and say, oh, I got three properties, right? Instead of Reggie's one and I'm selling more leads to Shaka and now Janita. So Zillow is collecting all this buyer data. Guess what all these buyers are gonna do in seven to 10 years? Yeah. They're gonna sell houses. Mm -hmm. Guess who's willing to buy their home? Zillow? Right. Not no more. Mm -mm. Well, I mean, <laughs> but but that I think that was the bigger play. It just got to the point. I think COVID impacted, had an impact on them that they didn't expect because if they were buying a fix and flip, we were having trouble finding contractors mm -hmm. here locally. Mm -hmm. Like you experienced it. Mm -hmm. You ex you experienced increased costs. Mm -hmm. So uh, no uh, workers, uh, uh, employees. And, right. But no, Zillow just got <laughs> greedy. Yeah. That's what happened. Like right. they got greedy at the end of the day. They tried to cut the people that helped build them. So those right. realtors that you're talking about that were buying leads from them, mm -hmm. they tried to cut them out. But every everybody's been trying to cut realtors out forever. forever. Yeah, but not if they making you money. Not yeah. Well Zillow, so listen Zillow was founded by the people that founded Expedia. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. So what happened to the travel agents? They're still around. Mm -hmm. But you don't see as many of them. You don't really need travel agents if you want to book a trip to California. Mm -hmm. You go on Orbitz or Expedia or whatever, right? Well, only, so I just had this experience mm -hmm. with trip booking. I right. went to Mexico for my 40th birthday. And normally when I book any trip, I book it myself because I feel like I can get the best flights, pricing. I didn't feel like all-inclusive was worth it, <laughs> so on and so forth. However... Right. Um, I learned that all inclusive was is well worth it, depending Always. on right. what you're saying. Yeah, I loved no, it, but anyway. Right. <laughs> um, but the reason why I ended up hiring a travel agent this time is just because I didn't want the headache. Mm -hmm. I also wanted the knowledge, like the personal experience that the travel agents have, right? Um, with the destinations. So when I'm going on and I'm on Oyster.com or I'm on BookIt.com and right. I'm on all these .coms and I'm doing the booking myself, so sure, I can, you know, book my own trip, get it done. Right. But when I hire the agent, I have the professional experience, someone who's talking to me, leading me, guiding me. Right. You know, like all those things. And I think that's, that's a good um, comparison to a real estate agent. Right. Um, because if you have an agent... Um, that's selling your house or helping you buy a house, you're going to get an experience that you're just not going to get with Redfin or Zillow or, you know, whomever these other online co companies are where you can just, what they call it, iBuy? iBuyers, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it, it's different, though. <laughs> right. So Reds use Expedia. So if Expedia would have been selling their leads to... Um, travel agents. travel agents right and then try right. to cut the travel agent out right it would have been a problem they never tried to do that though right they just came over and took over yeah. because that was the industry where they could do that and and but Zillow was selling leads to realtors right and try to cut them out right you tried to cut them out like so, at the end of the day I don't even know why anybody would pay for I Zillow don't think right that now. They, well, they they didn't necessarily try to cut them out so that's where that um the company red uh Rex yeah. Um. They are more so what you're talking about, where they try to cut out. Um. They're trying to cut out the buyer's agent. Zillow. I don't know that I. I believe they were actually just like trying to cut the agent out right. per se. Because yes and no. Yeah, but I mean, because they had a site built where you can go on and you can click a button, buy a house, sell a house. Yep. 
Um, for sale by owner. But did they put know. it out there the same way that, say, like a Red X or, like you said, the old back in the day uh, yeah. for sale by owner.com? Right. You know, like you don't need this person. Of course, they right. didn't say it that way, but that's what they tried to do. That's how the so other company said here, it. Yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing that. So every service industry will have some type of online platform to try to take them out. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you don't need an attorney to prepare your will or mm-hmm. your business docs. Go on legal zone, right? right? Yep. But an attorney's like, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can do it, but when you die, guess what your family got to deal with, right? Yeah. So um, with, with Zillow, the original intent, we're going to sell leads and that came because realtors didn't adapt to the technology to online marketing, right? We were still just doing local newspaper, yeah. homes, magazines. Because our MLS, I mean, it's kind of new in a way, the whole online internet thing. That used to be a book with um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dividers. Right. And, you know, so I think when the MLS came, came into play um, in a digital format, even for me, I'm not even, you know, that old in real estate, but it was right. still like a big transition. Yeah, because what, so here's how, so there were there were a number of attacks against the National Association of Realtors for, so the one of the first um, Department of Justice complaints was that um, realtors were, you would list your property with a realtor, but say maybe like Realtor B, offer the entry only listing, which means that you shocker, you're not going to service my home. You're just going to put it in an MLS. Well, what Zillow did was Zillow, realtor.com, all these Trulia, they went to the MLS boards and said, we need the data. We're going to pay you to syndicate the data because we need to be able to sell leads. Mm-hmm. Agents like, wow, you're selling me my own stuff. Yeah. Right. But then what was happening was um, Shaka's listing, because he did an entry-only listing, wouldn't show on Zillow or, or Realtor.com or these sites, right? Because the agent had to either opt-in or opt-out or not play at all because they would automatically not put entry-only leads on these sites. So there were arguments and complaints about that. Then this new company, what is it, Rex? Yeah, Rex. Yep. Real Estate so Exchange. Now they're they're suing Zillow and the National Association of Realtors because their thing is they want to save the consumer money, but they're like, hey, y'all not playing fair. Y'all not letting our <laughs> listings show on Zillow. So now well, they're letting the listings show on Zillow, but under a different tab. So it's right. like Zillow has a um agent tab or something like that and then there's like a other tab so they're pissed off that they're on the other tab and they're feeling like they're being like um their listings are not showing yeah right? like well they're showing but not on the first but, page but you gotta, yeah you gotta like dig they, a little yeah. deeper you can't yeah. be lazy like you, you got the you yeah. got the off-brand listing exactly right? yeah. that's so, how they feel but here's my thing with rex if you have these listings why not build your own platform all oh, zillow, zillow is Build your own Zillow. Redfin? Right. Build your own Redfin. Build <clears throat> Zillow wasn't there before Realtor.com. Mm-hmm. They built it. So my thing is everyone's saying the consumer this, consumer that. The consumer can pick any realtor they want, whether it's a discount broker or a full service broker. They can they can uh, 
a seller can say, I don't want my listing on Trulia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you got you have to, as a realtor, you have to opt out from allowing their listing to show on certain platforms, right? Mm -hmm. So the consumer already has control. Mm -hmm. But if you come in as a discount broker and you <clears> say, um, we want our listings to show up on Zillow, a Zillow has real estate broker license in several. So let me let me go back, step back a bit. So Zillow went from the syndication, just like Realtor.com. When I put a listing in the MLS, it automatically goes to Zillow, Realtor.com, and several other sites, right? Mm -hmm. Then there were issues. Well, um, some of these third-party companies wanted all the data at the same time because some of that information wouldn't hit their feed for two or three days. Mm -hmm. So buyers would call and be like, hey, I want this property. And you're like, it's Yo, pending, right. Yeah. right? That's because they're get, not getting it in real time. Mm -hmm. So some of these companies got smart and said, hey, we're going to go get real estate license so in all these different states mm -hmm. so we can be a member of the board and mm -hmm. get access to the MLS. Had IDX go straight to... Right. Yeah. So they they don't have to. They had the same thing yeah. as us. They was just like us. Yeah. Like yeah. Like so Zillow has a broker's license in Michigan and probably thirty other states. Right. Most people don't know that. So now they have immediate access. They have the same data as realtors. Then they went into certain states, and that's the other thing. They wasn't buying home in all states. First, they were beta tested in certain states. So they're probably not going to have $30,000 properties, mm -hmm. right, in their portfolio. Mm -hmm. So, and then they had some homes listed, they said listed, owned by Zillow, right, where buyers can go to them direct and buy, um, but agents could still sell them. So it's basically a for sale by owner. Yeah. I've never seen a problem with that from a business standpoint. It does hurt the realtors because you're paying, paying your competition. But Zillow, I think the biggest things that Zillow did and some of these other companies did, these companies start buying Dotloop where we keep all of our forms with all our buyer and seller's information to e-sign. They start buying Showing Time where we schedule all our appointments. So really the play was never really the homes. Mm -hmm. It the was the data. And who's the, so, and the person behind, the company behind all of the data is CoreLogic. Right. Yeah, CoreLogic has, CoreLogic is probably the biggest when it comes to right. data, mm -hmm. right? Um, and there's there are several other players, but they're probably the first one that come to mind. So with the data though, they were going to try to cut the realtors out, right? Because they have, we don't need you no more. We don't need your information. You think you don't. Exactly. No, I, so until, that was, you, until you travel you, to Africa. So you, so no, no, so you, <laughs> right. you, you get what you pay for it, though, right? Yeah. That's that's a real thing. You get what you pay for it. You think it's free or you think it's cheaper. You know what I mean? You're getting right. cheaper service for a reason. Right. right? But it, it goes back to, and when I say until you travel to Africa because of the travel agent, mm -hmm. When we go to Cancun or Jamaica, I can go on Orbitz or Expedia, get all-inclusive. I'm going to get there. I'm going to see a bunch of Americans. Mm -hmm. People talk English. When I go to Africa or even France or something, I need a travel agent or somebody that lives there mm -hmm. because I need somebody that has experience, where to go. I need somebody to tell me where they speak English. And I can Google this stuff. But it's not the same as somebody telling me exactly what to do, what shots I need, telling me 
how to coordinate all mm-hmm. of this. That's what a travel agent is for. That's what a good real estate agent is for. Mm-hmm. I can't trust that trends. I can't trust that online unless I've been down that road before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that would be the difference. So what Zillow can't do is build relationships. This is still a relationship business. business. Yep. I can call Shaka tomorrow and be like, hey, I need a bid over here on this property. Mm-hmm. Because you explained it when you saying you were doing, I think, with the land bank. Mm-hmm. They promised you all of these properties, mm-hmm. and the numbers didn't make sense at the time. Yeah. That's Zillow with contractors mm-hmm. or any large entity with contractors. If I have to have a certain amount of money in order to get business from you, that's not good for everybody. First thing first thing you hear when you when somebody say, I got 100 properties. Yeah. You're going to do work on all 100 of them, bruh walk away so it's the same thing that zillow was doing right you know what i mean so yeah so it's i mean zillow overall is probably a good business model just not in all areas i think they should have stuck to advertising and zillow owns truly a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that we know that mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't know that so when you search in truly are you really searching zillow mm-hmm. I tell people all the time that, you know, when it comes to being so, people do worry about the online presence when you're getting ready to go list, right? Mm -hmm. But the information comes from us. Mm -hmm. And if we don't put the information out there, um, or unless the seller goes and directly pushes the information out there, any of those websites that um, has it, they won't have it. Right. 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 So, um, you know, I don't know, but... In terms of Zillow and it's kind of, I want to talk about the lawsuit though more mm-hmm. in depth with the with Redfin kind of like or Red X I'm sorry Rex, Rex. Yeah, whatever they <laughs> whatever yeah. <laughs> I've been stumbling over my words all night right and I have not had that much to drink but uh, <laughs> but um I think that the companies are very different. Um, this company Rex, I'm not liking them a whole lot because it is very reminiscent of like uh, when we used that, to have 2005 and six. Yeah, they had them discount brokers. Yeah, yeah. And then you're kind of wondering, and I, I will admit, you know, being a young real estate agent, then you know, just getting my license, I was kind of scared. Like, dang, you know, I just got my license, and now, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna be able to sell any real estate because of forsalebyowner.com or right. discounthaven.com, whatever they were, and um. You know, this company is coming out and they're suing uh, NAR and they're, su- they're suing Zillow right. and basically saying, oh, you guys aren't playing fair. But one of the things that I was reading, which I didn't realize, is some of those dollar listings. Mm-hmm. You ever see that? Yeah. Some That's that's where that's coming from. Right. And I know I've, I've had to make a phone call a couple times and be like, what's the buyer's agent commission? Is it really a dollar? Right. You know, because you a, a lot of people ignore that, and you get the closing, and your commission check be one dollar. Explain. Yeah, you gotta go explain further <laughs> for the so, newer agents, right? And the general public. Yeah. Um. Well, this company, their discount brokerage, and if you um check out their website, they basically say you know you don't need a buyer's agent. I think this is one of the first times, at least for me, where I'm seeing they're actually targeting the buyer's agent, right? Um, in particular. So they're going to work for the seller. They're going to work for the buyer. They say that they're a one-stop shop and they have construction and they host open houses and they do all these things. They basically um, pay their agent salary mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they, but they still list on the MLS and the way that they were doing that, they were going to a third-party company and um, co-oping. 
And but so they're trying to avoid um, being on the board, right? And being part of the board and paying board dues and whatever it is you got to be to be part of the board. So what happened was <clears throat> when um, Zillow decided to get a broker's license and join the board and become part of the MLS. Now Red X, Rex, Rex, yeah, I'm don't sorry. confuse them, yeah, <laughs> Rex, R E X. Um, they were um, they're pissed off now. Because they're kind, of, they're being cut out. They got basically, yeah, they got all smarted, and so it's like they don't want to play fair. They don't want to play play by the rules. They don't well, want to co-op. They, but they want their properties to show on the platforms the same way any other. But they want their properties right. to show on all of the platforms. They want the benefits of being part of the board or part of National Association of Realtors without actually being a part of it. Oh, they want to date without getting married. Exactly. <laughs> right. So that's the that's the problem that's coming up. And it's kind of like, no, you can still be here and right. be displayed, but no, you're not on the front page or no, you're not being housed where the other listings. You're not under the same tab anymore because you are not a full service, exclusive right to sell right. company. You don't want to... And, and, and so You can't get what the other people are paying for for free. Exactly, and so they're basically. I think they're 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 pro, they're um, saying it's against anti antitrust. Right. Antitrust. So here's the thing: anytime you get too big, it's a problem, right? And you got so the National Association of Realtors, right? So the thing is, the MLS is a benefit of being. It's one of the benefits you get of being part of the organization. So let's say the three of us or anybody watching, let's say you and five people get together, right? And y'all say, this is the business we're going to do. We have a code of ethics. All of our businesses have to operate under these ethics, right? But And y'all go and create an online portal where somebody comes and um, buy y'all service, whether it's attorneys and whatever border organization you start y'all all agree to operate under these uh bylaws ethics or whatever right and you create this portal and then here comes joe smote that's in the same line of business as you and they say oh it's not fair because y'all got a million people that's doing business with y'all because y'all have these ethics but mainly because y'all had this platform that's grew so big I want in, but I don't want to comply with your ethics exactly. or your bylaws. I just want my the services benefits. to be offered on your platform. So that's where this is really coming up at. But what they're saying is, it's not me that has a problem. It's the consumer. Mm -hmm. Well, Everybody really, else. the consumer, <laughs> the consumer don't really have a problem. The consumer needs to know if I go with this group. I'm going to have my service. I'm going to have all of these benefits of working with somebody that's part of this group. If I go work with this person, I'm not going to get those benefits, but I'll get a discount on my fees. Which one do I choose as a consumer? Exactly. You get what you pay for, right? If right. you feel like you are advanced and you can go over to Rex, right? Yes, you're yep. right. Then you're fine, <laughs> right? Because you, you got everybody thinks... Everybody thinks that real estate sells itself for real. Right. Right? That's not true. Right. It's, it's not, you know. It's a lot of behind the scenes that come into um, 
our jobs. And I was well, I was watching someone online, and it was just saying, like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I think I say this enough on this podcast. I'm not going to work for free. Right. Because I do. You know, you spend a lot of time with a lot of individuals. I have to tell my family when I get home, like, look, I talk to, like, I 10, 15 other people a day that I'm mm-hmm. talking to that I'm somewhat responsible for. Because I'm I'm helping them make the biggest decision, quote unquote, of their lives right. one way or another, whether that's on the sale or what on the purchase, mm-hmm. and you know, so and, and people they want you to show up in that space, and you and, and it's a, it's a big responsibility, right? And how does any of these online companies deal with that kind of thing? Like I'd be curious to know how um, Zillow or Rex or Redfin, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know, you know what I mean? Because I've never experienced them. I've never sought them out to sell a property or right. buy one. <laughs> but, you know, when somebody has a bad inspection, well, not maybe not a bad inspection, but maybe they're not completely satisfied. So I just had a um, situation where I got my um, buyer $5,000 back in concession. She was paying all her costs. She has a very good job. She wasn't asking for anything. Um, she loves the house. I could tell she just wasn't quite satisfied because right. she's buying a newer bill, like, within the last 20 years. Right. But everything is dated with the house. So the roof is probably the same. No, the roof is newer. But the mechanicals are all, you know, came with yeah. the house when it was built. When it was built, yeah. Um, the deck is falling off, so on and so forth. And, you know, I'm just kind of like, you. what do you want from me? Tell so- me. Here. But how does he, how do these companies, you know, get with that person and satisfy them at the end of the day? They don't. They don't. So here, don't here's the thing. Like, anytime the real estate market is extremely good, everybody want a piece of it. Because there's so many, it, for companies that have online platforms, and I'm going to talk about Amazon in a minute, um, that's the scary one right there. Amazon? Yeah. Like I'm going to tell best. y'all. We well, I'm going to tell you. So, um, <laughs> so... Back in like the late 90s, yeah, mid to late 90s, we had a lot of banks that were saying we're going to open up real estate brokerage divisions because they wanted to do the loans and they wanted to do the loans and service the real estate and realtors were complaining about it left and right. Then when the crash hit, we like the banks in real estate anyway. Now they realize they don't want it, I don't want it. right? Mm-hmm. Just like Zillow. They you can. get in it, and like now you realize you don't they want came it, out of there real right? Quick, right? So yeah, that was quick. Um, so those online, I can click online, I can go see the house. I don't know if y'all remember, it was a company that was trying to eliminate the showing agent, mm-hmm. where you would do like a FaceTime video. This was maybe about um, what's it? Probably eight or nine years ago. You would go in, they would get all your information, your ID. They would give you the lockbox code. You would do a FaceTime video, and you would be online with an agent probably in another state. So you didn't need a showing agent. Mm -hmm. And then they would just write the offer for you, and they would charge you a small fee, and then they would just represent the seller or whatever the case may be. That died out real quick because that's when you start seeing in the MLS, agent must be present Mm -hmm. with buyer, right? Mm -hmm. So... Whenever the market is good and easy, everybody want to get in it because they feel like they can jump in and take over. But what a lot of people are missing out on from realtors and wholesalers is that whoever can master online is going to get the most data and most eyeballs. But where realtors and wholesalers benefit is because we're still hand in hand 
we're still doing the direct mailers, we're still making the calls, and we're still meeting the people. Online, you're still going to get a certain type of consumer that's probably educated and sophisticated where they can push a button, they know what they're doing, and they can walk through it. They probably can sell their, home, their homes themselves. They probably can buy a home themselves. Mm -hmm. But what those platforms can't handle, which we get more often than not, mm -hmm. is the people that don't know what they're doing that mm -hmm. need their handheld. Those are the people that are pseudos online. And platforms. everybody feels like they know, but you don't know. Everybody feels like they're an expert. Yeah. But you're yeah. not. You know what I mean? I, even, yep. I mean, I'm talking about realtors, um, anything across the board. They feel like they're wholesalers, right. flippers, and I've been learning that <laughs> the hard way, right? You know, so everybody feel like they're the expert, and then when they get around somebody that actually knows, and, and you realize that they're not an expert. So just uh, be fair. Pay what you're supposed to pay for. You, so I'm not saying pay every agent, right? Right. Uh, find you a reputable agent and pay that person what they're worth because mm -hmm. they are worth that small fee that they're charging. So, um, sophisticated. You mentioned sophisticated, pressing the button. Mm -hmm. I don't care how sophisticated you are. Them filters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard but, to imagine buying. Look, I, I remember one time looking at a picture online because sometimes I'll sit with my buyers and look through pictures right. with them. And one time I was looking at the picture. She's like, oh, this house is really want to see it. I'm like, um, you see the ceiling caving in? Right. And she was like, I didn't even see that. And I'm like, yeah, look, imagine buying a house. And <laughs> sight unseen, right? Sight unseen. Right. You know, online. And you didn't have at least somebody working with you to go and inspect, you know, visually right. inspect the property or something to make sure. And you get over there in the ceiling caving in. The, uh, what was that one house we saw over in Southfield? I think we took Paul with us. It was Joe's house. Mm. Like, that's what, that's, that he picture. He took that house. He did. He, and, he's doing but the he's, house right he, I know. But what I'm saying is, imagine if whoever that seller was had listed the house and right. then we took nice pictures, photos. professional photos right. of and it. Somebody bought, somebody it, bought it sight unseen. Mm. Yeah. They be mad as hell. Because so. I used to get that listing, <laughs> listing bank foreclosures and then like Bank of America, they would have me, um, they would assign a property and put it with auction.com. Mm -hmm. So all I was was the listing agent, make sure it got in the um, MLS. I would get a commission. Some buyers would call me, but most buyers would just go online and bid. Mm -hmm. And they even did some occupied properties or people would buy them sight unseen because we haven't went through eviction yet. We It was such a high fallout rate because they would accept the highest bid with proof of funds and everything. But a lot of these people weren't closing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do you handle that amount of fallout when you got 7,000 properties in one state? So that's the importance of the relationship with the realtor. So I, I've had a few people to buy from out of state mm -hmm. during COVID where I had to go in without them. Right. And I videoed the property. Right. But I'm I'm acting on their behalf. So right. I can come back and tell them. So they get the video and they see everything. I like everything. Then I gotta I can tell them though, all right, yeah, you saw this, but you didn't see this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's where the agent um working on your behalf works in your favor. Right. That's why you pay the agent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stop trying to be cheap. You not stop trying to get discounts. Like that's my biggest like you don't get discount on food. Right. You don't get discount on Shoes. 
anything Close. that's worth having. You don't get schools. discount on your doctor. <laughs> your doctor. Surgery. You know what I mean? You don't your even ask them the Look, price. Actually, you know I got a call right. from both my for my appointment. She said if you pay before, you know, your copay had it. She's like, you only have to pay forty dollars after your um insurance takes care of your bill. But you get a 15% off discount, pay $37 if you pay it in advance. I wouldn't I say, even go to them. <laughs> right. I no. say, okay, cool. Let me, let me, let me no, pay, pay no. right now. I'll pay my doctor full price, whatever, whatever it costs. Whatever it costs. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. questions. Yeah. So, and that's the uh, same thing with your attorney. When you in trouble, yeah. you don't be like, hey, man, how much can I get that for? What? You charging 10? I only got eight. All right, we'll go find you another attorney. But you want this attorney, yeah. right? You want, you want his representation, right? right. Because he has... Uh, the the um, the back end, you know, you saw his results, right? right? Um, do the same thing with your realtor. I feel like um, someone was is people. If you list your house with a realtor, you're probably going to end up making a lot more, mm-hmm. and you're retiring in a lot less time. The stats anyways. say it. Mm-hmm. It's yes. like stats that prove that because one, when you sell for sale by owner. You start attracting a lot of investors, and the buyer knows that you're not paying a realtor. So they automatically assume that they can discount your house because you're not paying whatever the commission rate is that you would normally pay. And what you were saying earlier about a company offering a buyer agent a $1 commission, as the seller, in most cases, let's say I'm charging 10%, right, commission. And in the MLS, I might get a buyer agent 5%. I keep 5%. Every agent that's in the state has an incentive to want to sell your property. But if I put on their $1, they may only be willing to sell it if their buyer is going to make up the difference, which happens sometimes. But why wouldn't you want everybody trying to sell it, including me, issue? And this is what... Um, the association of realtors was fighting with with sellers, right? So in your listing contract as a seller, and I want to make sure sellers understand this, whatever commission you're paying, there should be a clause in there stating what that listing, your listing agent that's representing you, what they're compensating the buyer's agent, buyer broker. Because the conversation we're having most sellers don't know that comp- com- compensation will impact how many agents are really motivated to sell your home. So let's say you're charging um, 20%. You're paying your agent 20%, right, for example. And then the agent says, I'm only going to give the buyer agent 2%. Mm-hmm. But then another agent, you're paying 20%. I'm just using these numbers says, I'm going to give a buyer's agent 10%. Motivation, business sense, everybody's going to, not only are they going to show their current buyers, they're going to try to find buyers out of the woodwork to come get a 10% commission, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not just the buyers that I have. It's what our agent's going to do to generate new buyers Everybody in there, oh, you heard about this? I know you're not looking to buy a house, <laughs> right. but you should buy a house, <laughs> yeah, right? I'm this one for you. Even a, though, even, yeah, go ahead, finish. Yeah, so the motivation is different. So as a seller, you need to know clearly what your agent intends to offer the co-oping agent. Mm-hmm. And if that's not made clear, you could be losing out because there are lawsuits where 
agents um, didn't submit offers mm-hmm. or do something that was in the client's best interest. Didn't show the house. Less, didn't show the house. Or the listing agent had other offers that were better fit for the seller but didn't submit them, mm-hmm. right? So you need to have clear guidelines on what the process is going to be when you get multiple offers, how are you going to split your commission. I've had deals where I charge a percentage and I gave a larger share to the buyer agent mm-hmm. because the house was harder to sell, mm-hmm. right? So agents was coming to my house. Uh, my buyer really didn't want to look over here in this area, but it got the same square footage and bedroom, same price. I figured I might as well show it to them. Mm-hmm. No, what might as well. You wanted that extra yeah, commission, period. right? And it just so happened a lot of times the buyers was like, oh, I'm getting all this for less money. It worked out for them. Right. So the agents, it attracted more attention to the agents, which attracted more attention to the buyers. a lot of the buyers count on the agents to act on their behalf. Right. In their best interest. Right. Which is the issue with everything we've been discussing. Right. But um, this is why, as a seller, Mm -hmm. you do not try to get a discount. (laughs) Because when you discount, you you say, hey, you're going to list my property for 5% or 4%. Sure, I'll list it for 4% or 5%, and I'm going to split it. Right. With the uh, the uh, buyer's agent. Right. You know, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to get them three and I take one or two. Right. Or right. I mean, most agents. Right. Uh, we, we see that based on what Johnny is saying. Right. Right. So uh, now your house is now going to be, although it shouldn't be. Right. Based on our um, ethics. Well, here's right? the, sh- here's the thing. Be, right? right. I can. I can agree with Janita in a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, let's say I got a buyer that's scraping by. Mm-hmm. They barely got. They getting. They getting down payment assistance. They getting. Clo- they need concessions from the seller. They got just enough money to buy a house and close. Mm-hmm. They don't have enough money to pay you. Mm-hmm. So under that circumstance, I'm gonna have to accept a dollar mm-hmm. if that's the compensation to the buyer's agent because or. You can submit your offer and ask for a higher commission. commission. So talking about um, working for nothing, right? Mm -hmm. So the online game, the iBuyers, especially the iBuyers will have the biggest impact on wholesalers and investors because all it is, some of these larger companies, they got big marketing budgets. Mm -hmm. So like if you see companies like... um, like home, like they'll have like a, a ad campaign to say simple sale where you sell your home. And this is why I tell realtors and wholesalers, you have to give sellers a menu, right? Every wholesaler should have a relationship with a realtor that they can refer leads to because every wholesale deal is not going to fit your um, scenario, your figures, or your investor figures, but they would fit a traditional sale, right? So these companies, like if you go on, um, so going back to the Zillow platform and like simple sale, right? So when you click on it, it's going to say, ask you your address, your email address. It has all your data, right? So now they can sell this data, whatever they want to do. They've already kind of calculate based on zip code and what you put in house fair poor average. They're going to give you a price range that they would buy the house for. Goes back to what I said. This is what I'll buy it for. This is what it's worth. If you don't like our price, here's three realtors you can call 
that can sell it between this price range without them even seeing the house. They just have enough data to be able to tell you approximately what it would sell for. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens if you don't choose their price and you call the three realtors, the three realtors competing for that business. So we go out, we list the property, but we guess who we got to pay a referral fee to? That company, mm -hmm. right? So what we're trying to do as realtors is how did this per how do we compete with that person that went online in the first place when they already live in the area where we already marketing to is because the commercial was nice. It was on YouTube or whatever. So now you're seeing them players in the game where they are buying the homes. They already know the values and they're making money off the realtor fees. So Zillow was going to beta test something like that, where instead of selling the leads, they will have a referral platform. Agents, if they're referring you listings, I would suggest probably take it mm -hmm. because you're paying that referral fee on a listing, but you get to leverage that listing because you're going to attract buyers. You're going to attract more sellers because you sold in that area. So you give up a little bit then. But the companies I don't like is there's companies out there that will have you compete based on your list price. So Upness is one of them. We're naming names, right? So they have a platform similar, um, sell your home fast or whatever. They advertise. But then when they refer it to an agent, you have to put on there for buyers a rebate amount that you're willing to give back or the commission that you're willing to get. Most sellers are going to go with the agent that offer the lowest commission. So if I put put on there instead of 7% or 6%, if I put 4%, I might get the listing, but I still got to pay the, that company a referral fee mm -hmm. out of my portion of the commission. So everybody is attacking the commission structure, not realizing that real issue, the chase is to the data. So we have to decide on the professional realtor side, do you want to give up the commission so you can get to the data or do you want to spend the money to get to the data? So that's the struggle. And then when you see all these companies, Zillow and, and Rex, everybody wants the data. They want their information out on these platforms. But what nobody is saying is, how do I build my own platform? Because Zillow started from right. somewhere. Realtor.com started from somewhere. Julia started from somewhere. You see what I'm saying? So, so and you uh, build it, Zillow will buy it. <laughs> I, so listen, no right. quality, right? So right. Uh, I, I hear this. I'm the same way on on the construction side. Right. Right. Um, you know, I'm not saying no names, right. but I met with somebody yesterday, right? Right. And you know, I was trying to hire, and you're like, why would I? Why would I come work for you? Right. Right. So I'm like, well, maybe it may not be a situation you want to be in. Right. Maybe it doesn't work for you. But then they come back and told me they're doing $3,000 bathroom remodels. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. All right. Uh, all right. You're doing, I won't even look at a, a, a $3,000 $3, bathroom right. remodel. Right. Right. I'm not even, you called me and tell me your budget, $3,000. I'm sorry. You got the wrong company. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. So as a realtor, and if you have a high quality like you're not, you know, there's certain things you're not going to do. I'm not negotiating my value. Right. Right. Now, you have a lot of these. I understand you have new realtors and people that aren't making money in, in real estate and they're going to do it for, at a discount. Right. It's a reason for that. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. You get what you pay for. So I think my message here is if you're a um, seller and you're trying to pay less than the minimum or, or the less than, the, I'm sorry, not the minimum, less than the 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 norm, the, the normal 6% commission, right? Right. Um, you should think about that. Yeah. I know lost it on me. I'm just saying. I said you should think normal. He's used. It is six percent is the norm. It's not the norm. What's the norm? If there's no norm, it's whatever you negotiate. But but I'm saying if we was we went and did the data. So hold on. Let me ask you this. Don't even go into that. There's no normal. Okay. I got you. So let's say that we did this though. Right. Let's say that we went and tracked. We went and put the data. Right. And we tracked with the. Uh, commission percentage was on average. Maybe right. on average, what would we say it was? Whatever the amount a- is. I get it. It could right. be different. We we understand it could be different. Right. It differentiates. Right. But if we went and got the average, right. What would it be? The average. I'm talking about the average. hundred percent of what I'm <laughs> You get what I, right. But I hear what you're saying. But right. we know what. So if we went in, if we put a hundred deals, right, and we said, what was the commission on a hundred deals? All right, seventy uh, something percent of them deals is going to be a certain percentage, right? Twenty percent. No, no. Right. I, but I hear what you're saying. Listen, to what I'm saying, because this is a fact. Because we can, we can actually go put this data on this. It's not, yeah, it's so, not my opinion. So basically, it, there's a there's an average based on area and all that. Mm-hmm. You can come up with what Correct. the average commission is. Mm-hmm. So where I hear you, where you're going is that the if that's the average, the consumer shouldn't expect to want to pay a discount on that. If every if if all the success of sold homes in the area. If they sold for this amount, um, they paid a service for this amount, they paid the agents this average amount, and you're looking at average stats for price, commission, condition, square footage, why would you do anything less than average? Mm -hmm. And that's That's compensation, condition of the home, price of the home, everything. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to go below average, you're going to get below average results. results. Right. That makes sense. So let me let me talk about the the real the scariest thing I ever heard for real estate um, as far as data is concerned. I think this was just before um, twenty twenty. It, it wasn't that scary, but it could have it could have been potentially scary depending on how the companies involved. So Amazon was proposing something where they were going to have like um, a real estate type service if you wanted to buy. So it was like a rewards program. Mm. So if you went through their platform or their service, you would get like, say for instance, if you sold a prop, and it may be active now, they probably just didn't promote it. Mm-hmm. But let's say you sold a home for 200000 you would get like $3,000 towards Amazon credits or something. You sold a home for three hundred thousand. You may get forty five hundred in Amazon credit. And what Amazon was going to do was refer these people to realtors and charge a referral fee. So technically, Amazon wouldn't be giving away this money. They're making it from the referral fees mm-hmm. from the agents, right? So the agents get the buyer lead or whatever, right? So 
it's not a it's a problem, but then it's not. So what people again, this goes back to the data. The scary part about that is Amazon already knows all our habits, <laughs> right? right? Most out of everybody, right? Yep. They know your habits. They probably know if you're going to buy a home based on your last 10 purchases, mm-hmm. right? And if they have all your data, uh, when you go back to sell the home, they're going to know that in advance. We already got refrigerators talking to us. You don't mm-hmm. think that's collecting some data, <laughs> Alexa, right? So, and that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So you have these devices in your house that you're talking to and that's overhearing conversations. Just like on your <laughs> phone, you talk about something, now you see the ads for it. Mm-hmm. So you sitting down in a house, you're like, this house too small. All of a sudden, you got a realtor <laughs> calling you like... I just got it at 9 p.m. Yeah, see what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, see? Because we talking about it. They they watching her. Forget the feds. I'm worried about Amazon and Google, right? So with, with Amazon being able to have that play, the issue is do realtors buy into it? Or do realtors say, like I do, I give people closing gifts, and then after I have client appreciation events, everything to keep in touch with them. Over time, it may equal up to $3,000, right? Mm -hmm. Gifts, pop buys, we drop off um, a bunch of different stuff over the years just to stay in Mm -hmm. contact. But the perception from the consumer is I'm getting this three grand up front. Mm -hmm. And when I close on my house, I can go bonkers on Amazon, (laughs) right? (laughs) So it's like, how do you compete against that, right? So... I'm really more afraid of Amazon than Zillow in a real estate space. I hear space, you on that. Right? Mm-hmm. And I love Amazon, but they are. So so I'm a, I'm like a super Amazon user. Right. Right? They they all over That's my the house, problem. Right? See, people. <laughs> I literally, my husband was at the Nike store trying to buy her some basketball shorts, and they didn't have his size. And I'm like, Amazon? <laughs> right. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Why go to the store? <laughs> and see, Zillow, Zillow will only get you when you ready to act mm-hmm. right so yeah. when i go to a car dealership when i show up i'm but imagine if somebody knew i was gonna buy a car three months mm-hmm. before then you see what i'm saying the same way that we do as agents though but we do it in a different way yeah right yeah we 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 yeah different we don't have we don't have insider information they got insider information they, they right everything. literally insider right information. so that that's that's my two cents Mm. on that but <laughs> zillow zillow is it's a force it's it's just so many people have people that brought the stock were all hyped up i'm like zillow is not a hundred and something dollar stock mm-hmm. company it's just not mm-hmm. to me it wasn't mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but is it 50 um yeah i think it's i can look it up <laughs> is that I'll 52 pull it up right on each yeah, I don't know. It's like they about. To, I don't know what they getting ready to do. Cause I thought about it when I was looking at the stock, you know, dropping. But I'm like, okay, y'all getting rid of. Like you said, it could be a positive, but I don't know. Y'all I don't. Getting rid I don't of see it all being... y'all inventory and firing people. But you got it. <laughs> but you also got to But but people. I don't think enough people are talking. Everybody's talking about what they're selling. Nobody's really saying what they brought it for. Mm-hmm. Cause it could be a huge profit. Well, they saying it's small margin, margins, so it's just supposed to be like, you know, quality, I mean, quantity over time gains. Yeah, because they were trying to get, they were trying to control the market and had the data because they had the inventory. Because keep in mind, we were in a low inventory market. People, people brought into it because they needed to sell in order to buy a house. They needed a guaranteed buyer before they went out and acquired another property. 
So they solved that problem just like a bridge loan would solve that problem. But hey, I got an iBuyer that's guaranteeing me this money and they're going to buy it even if I wait two months from now to sell because I need to go out and find another property. So maybe they maybe they only brought it for, let's say, whatever the commission is, they deducted that from the average market value and they brought it just cheap enough to acquire the property and sell it and break even, mm -hmm. right? But guess how many buyer leads they would have got yeah. off of that, that they could have sold the agents at a higher amount. But they don't think about that. Yeah, they like, thought about it. You think they did? No. I know they did. Because mm. they had data influence company. I got so, a I got a call from a Zillow. You're talking about Zillow, right? Yeah. I got a call from a Zillow rep mm -hmm. one day, um, asking me was I gonna renew like my zip codes. Mm -hmm. This wasn't the sales rep. Mm -hmm. This was somebody else that was like um, involved with something with their company. Retention. But, yeah. Well, no. Nah, this has something to do with the stock side. Oh, okay. Because oh. you know every every so you 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 buy these you buy these zip codes and you buy them like in six month commitments and stuff like that. So they were calling around. This was around the time when everybody thought hey, we were all on lockdown. They were like, "Hey, we need to know how many people plan on renewing because this is going to affect our earnings, which in turn affect having an impact on our stock, right?" Fortunately, most people real estate was booming, started booming, yeah. and more people. It was everybody was at home. What else you gonna do but look online? You look at Zillow, Zillow. you seen it go up just like Zoom went up, right? And then you start seeing it ease back down. But now this news just made that gap. If you look at their chart, you'll see that drop down in that gap right there, which I would have had to put, which I had to put on that. It's $66 right now. Well, yeah. guys, we're getting put out. All right. Um, <laughs> summary, Zillow, uh, what? So in our Some, BR, summarize. Zillow was greedy, and then when you get greedy, what happens to you? I remember Mark Cuban said that about the NFL. Mm -hmm. I paid attention to it. And Warren Buffett says it all, he said it all the time, right? His right. quote is, be fearful when everybody is being greedy, mm -hmm. which is what's going on right now. Everybody sees real estate as the money maker. Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be in it, right? So now right. you gotta you gotta be careful about jumping in it. Um, that's my two cents. All right. Okay, it's a wrap. Um, find us on. YouTube and Spotify and Google Music and come on Reggie, jump Apple, in. Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify. We just Google, Google, Google us. Go Tasari. on YouTube and watch it, and then then go from there. Yeah, to sorry, there's something about real estate podcasts. Alrighty. All right. It's a wrap. All right.